Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, Remarkables, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And we're psyched to be with you today. Uh, so much great feedback coming from our last episode as we we're talking about this incredibly important meeting rhythm and dynamic of a relationship between the CEO and the COO. We talked about the same page meeting. And in the throes of that conversation, we made mention to um, the meeting that we have every week with our spouse, you know, as the nickname for the COO. It's this is CEO, COO is like the work marriage, right? So in our world, in our house, uh, coined by my COO, she's like my work wife, right? So this is somebody who's like, I have this incredible relationship with, um, truth be told, uh, we like we're like siblings. We like love each other like siblings, which means that we support each other like siblings. We we work hard together like siblings, and we drive each other crazy like siblings. But at the end of the day, we both know we got each other's back, right? So it's a just a relationship that's built on trust, and trust that drives great communication between us. So you know that was the last episode. If you missed that, go back and check it out. The reference point was the actual marriage. You know, so you and I both as uh, as married men were. Married to these fantastic women, as uh, my friend Patch and Tembo likes to say, we're overchicked. <laughs> you know, so I think he's right on that. Uh, so Camilla and I, you know, met in uh, 30 years ago at Lyman University. We've been together ever since. Uh, you know, we've built this awesome family. Uh, Pete, you and Mary, you know, you guys, you guys seem like high school sweethearts to me every time I'm around you. It's just awesome, and you guys have built this unbelievable family. Five kids. And we've been there, done that with each other, multiple businesses, right? So all of the uh, trials and tribulations of, of being entrepreneurs. Uh, and we've had this extraordinary journey and we've had the journey together, right? And such an important part of that journey has been the trust in each other that comes from really great communication, right? So, you know, that really, that that's the foundation of our relationships. Um, and I, I think we both arrived at the same conclusion that, as we got busier and busier and busier in our businesses, it became harder and harder and harder to keep those communication channels open only because we just, you know, the, the there was these small windows of time that got smaller and smaller as our businesses grew and our families grew. Next thing you know, we could be ships passing in the night and we were losing that close connection that comes with really intentional communication, right? So today's you know conversation is about something that we call the coffee break which is the mechanism that we put in place in our personal lives that we learned from our professional lives right so we learned that one of the things that we do really well in our in our practices in our businesses is that we protect these really important communications called meetings right by establishing a meeting rhythm that goes on the calendar that happens no matter what it never changes there's never a question um, because we recognize the sanctity of that meeting and those communications to make sure that you know we have a healthy business a healthy practice and our business would grow when we could manifest our vision right so that being said we said you know what that seems to work well in our business why don't we pull that into our personal lives uh and that was the uh that was the birth uh, the inception of the coffee break 
one of the things that Dr. Steven, I, I love about this is, um, you know, how, how synergistic it is in the relationship, the, the, between the CEO and COO. Um, and I'll be honest, there was a season in my life when I would talk to my, uh, my wife, Mary, and I would tell her that, um, you know, I run like the business is like a family, like raising a family. Like there's just all these relationships and it's just like, you, you're constantly thinking about it. Like even if you go to bed at night, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're thinking about it and you wake up in the morning. First thing you're thinking about, you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about it. It's like a family. It's like a child. You're, you're, you're raising this, this child. And, you know, and then, you know, I said, and that was not always completely understood, but it is now. And then I looked at the family. I said, I have to run the family like I'm running a business. So this is actually not, not that a, the family is a business, but you run it like it's a business. In other words, as if, it was that significant, that important to do it a certain way and structured and organized. So really it's because it's that important. The mission of the family, the mission of the business, the vision of the family, the vision of the business, the purpose of the family, the purpose of the business, the premise of the family, the premise of the business. That's how important it is. That's why we want to, we want to position our, our, our families as if we are running it like a, like a remarkable business. Um, and so that, that's, that's one thing that I think that for my family, my, for my relationship with, with Mary, going to that wasn't necessarily fully understood in the beginning, but now, um, you know, she has really embraced the fact that that's actually, if we look at it this way, um, it, it's, it's, it's actually easier when you start to get it organized and you run it as if you're running a business. That's the first thing. The second thing is we have to differentiate Dr. Steven between a coffee break and a date. So a coffee break is not your date. So I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to get date night, right? It's hard to get, a date in in a week. And so this question is, is it, do we do a date or a coffee break? Right. So they're, they're, two separate things, you know, a date. And, and I think all, at least I can speak for myself. I could do better at these, right. And making them special and making them awesome. You talked about being a high school sweetheart. Well, sometimes I'm not, you know, so we could do a better job of like really dating our spouse. Right. I know I could do a better job of that. Even after this podcast, I already know I'm going to be like taking my game up into another level because I'm now accountable. Um, so, you know, really dating your spouse. And that would be, that's time to go out, have fun, love on each other, you know, dance, have fun, like just enjoy. The same page meeting, it's a business meeting. It's a business meeting. Or excuse me, the coffee break. It's a business meeting. It's, it's, it's not a date. And so it can feel a little bit like a date, which is cool because you get that private time, you get that time alone. But it, it's designed specifically to talk about the household, to talk about, um, you know, the, bit, the, the, the family needs, the, the budget, the schedule, the kids, the, um, you know, any other issues going on around the household, um, you know, yourselves, each one of you. So we have an agenda that we follow, but like that, that to me is just got to be differentiated. Dr. Steven is that the, a date is a date and a same page meeting or a coffee break is a coffee break. And they're not the same. And um, it's equally as important to make sure that one doesn't become one. And typically what, for me, the issue is the date becomes a, uh, a coffee break and yeah, that the date degenerates into it degenerates. A, and <laughs> into a that's a quick way to ruin your date. Yeah. So Guilty. in keeping with the uh, practice analogies, there's meetings and there's trainings, right? So, yeah. you know, and if, you know, the, the, the difference between meetings and trainings is role-playing, right? And if you don't role-play, you didn't train, you just had another meeting, right? So, mm. you know, there is a big difference between date night and coffee break, right? So, 
you know, I love to say, man, I want to get lucky on date night, right? And for me, if that date night degenerates into a meeting, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no one's getting lucky, Pete. Come on, <laughs> let's face it. That's just not the environment, right? So, you know, there's a, just like there's a difference between meetings and trainings. There's a difference between date night and coffee breaks. Which one's important? No, no, they're both important and they serve very different purposes, right? So, you know, the experience for us was, you know, it came to the point where as the you know, Camilla and I started our practice together. She's a chiropractor as well. We've never known anything but together, right? So we met at the first quarter party in school. We were together through four years of school. We did an internship together in Arkansas, an associateship in Virginia, started our practice together in Boston. So, I mean, we are, when you talk about together, we've been together, right? So, and then eight years into practice, as we're just running this booming, awesome practice together, all of a sudden, you know, we have a first kid, then a second kid, and they should, next thing you know, she's at home. And, you know, her calling was to be that, world-class mom and had to pull out of the practice. And I'm like, honey, I got this, right? So I had already had built this awesome uh, associate doctor program. So we had plenty of hearts, heads, hands, and feet running around. We were just like ready to rock and roll. And I'm like, honey, let's divide and conquer. I've got the business, you've got the home, at least for this season, let's agree that's what we're gonna do. And that, you know, we got away with that a little bit, Dr. Pete, uh, but the truth is, is that things started to break down, right? As things got busier and busier and busier on both sides, on both fronts, you know, we were ships passing, right? So I would, you know, we, our practice was in a different state, right? So I drove an hour to the practice um, and an hour home, right? So we would adjust starting at 6.45 in the morning, which means huddle was at 6.15 in the morning, which means I left the house at 5.15, you know, long before anybody was up. Uh, and then I'd get home, we'd see patients till 6.45 at night, I'd be getting home, you know, let's call it eight o'clock, right? And I had just seen 300 people. <laughs> <laughs> which means I last thing I wanted to do was share. <laughs> last thing I wanted to do was talk, chat, right? And but the you know Camilla to her defense she had been home with kids. She's excited that she wants to hear things. I don't want to be. I, I, I don't want to talk about anything. I definitely don't want to talk about the house, the bills, the budget issues, kids, problems, travel, plane, plane tickets, like, like those, the, the sinks broken. We need a new refrigerator, like all of those things called life, right? There was just no room for us to, to actually discuss those things. So instead of having those, those just cherished moments where we could just connect and share us, you know, a moment of silence together, right? Share a comfortable, a comfortable silence and just relax and, and enjoy each other. It would turn everything degenerated into a meeting all the way to pillow talk, right? So, you know, of course, when we'd finally get a babysitter to go on a date night, you know what happened, man. She had me and it was boom. It was the only time, right? So next thing you know, every date turned into a meeting, which, you know, again, to our objective <laughs> on date night, all of that just started going sideways. So, Really, it was the, you know, it was the pain of just not having the space and time for us to connect and to really have our same page meeting as a couple, right? And run the, you know, France and Enterprises, uh, you know, run that, the, the, our life in, in a way that was, that was organized and relaxed and calm and intentional and, and, you know, that's, and next thing you know, we, we found ourselves saying, you know what we need, we need a meeting. We need to have a weekly meeting, just like we have a team meeting. Um, so we did it right. You know, we set up a babysitter. That was my job. We'd break two and a half hours. We'd go to Starbucks. She'd get her latte. I'd get my large black, uh, and we'd sit in the corner and I knew my job, you know, we'd get out our checklist. She'd have her calendar and her, 
um, you know, her, her notebook and her list. And my job there was very clear. My job was to be present uh, and to listen, <laughs> right? And just let that thing run um, so that she knew that she had my undivided attention. Uh, and it was extraordinary, man. We went from dividing and conquering to uniting and conquering in those meetings. Um, and we've been doing that ever since, right? So uh, we are now a decade or more into doing these. And it's been an inflection point um, in our marriage, in our family life, uh, in our businesses, frankly, um, just a trajectory in our life. So, so powerful, man. I love, I love listening to your story and just the, just the evolution of that. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. one of the things that comes to my mind is on this is consistency. We talk about consistency as a new intensity. One of the areas that Mary and I really struggle is consistency with this meeting rhythm. Um, you know, with, and I can make all the excuses in the world, right? Uh, you know, every two years, another kid is born and your world gets flipped upside down for six months of the pregnancy. You know, Mary was, you know, in the bed, you know? And so it's like, what do you do? Uh, you know, living away from you know closest family member, you know, a thousand miles away, you know, stuff like that. It's like, how do you navigate? Um, how do you navigate that? So I think a lot of us, you know, you know, you walk through the different seasons, you know. So I look at everything as seasons. That's how I always look at everything. I look at everything in terms of time as a season. Um, and you know, for different seasons of your life, some of you may be listening to this, um, you know. Uh, podcasts and you're in a season maybe like I was and some ways still am uh, with a lot of really young people around the house, like, um, like full on, like if you don't watch them, they could die, you know, or something like that in your house. Cause they're going to do something really bad um, or something along those lines. So it's like you, you have like that, maybe that stage or maybe the baby is actually dependent upon mom, you know, constantly because it's still, still a baby stage. So there's all different stages and seasons, but Regardless of that, I just want to speak to the, 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 the heart of this is that there is consistency um, because regardless of the season you're in, regardless of how busy that things can get, um, again, it might not be Starbucks for some of us. Maybe it's just going to be your bedroom with the door closed and putting on a movie for the kids because that's all you could do. But whatever that thing is to know that for my wife to know that I'm, I'm, I've got her back, that um, you know, we're on the same team. I want to be on the same. I want you to feel like we're on the same team. Um, I want to be able to hear you. Um, I want to, you to know that I am listening and no, I'm not just going to sit here and solve problems real fast. Like, uh, I, I want to be able to listen and take it in and hear the whole thing out. Um, which sometimes I have impatience about that stuff. So, um, you know, for, for us, it's been consistency. And when you talked about, we talked about this, we've talked about this a lot. Consistency is a new intensity. It's amazing when, you can be consistent how it, how, how it creates a new dynamic in the household. 
Um, and so my, my challenge and encouragement, challenge to myself and encouragement to us is that we would, number one, set a dedicated time. So for example, we're in the summertime when this, when this podcast is going on. My world just got flipped upside down. I went from a schedule where you know, the kids are out of the house for X number of hours a day and they have the school and then they have extracurriculars and that to summer schedule, which kids are in the house. We've got camps. So we've literally flipped our schedule. Our schedule is completely flipped right now um, into a different schedule. So our same page meeting for my wife and I, our coffee break historically during the school year is on Fridays, Fridays at midday. That's when I block it. It's a blocked time for me to do because I know it's before all the kids get down, get home. I do my best work during the daylight. So I like doing meetings during the daytime. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm at my highest energy and that has been historically what we do. Well, that time will change now in the summer and it's probably going to go to a Sunday rhythm. And that's because in the summer, that's what we have found works best during the summertime. So I just want you guys to know, like, listen, it's, you, it's, it's a, it's dynamic. This, I, this meeting rhythm, the location, the timing it's dynamic. But one of the things that we don't want to sacrifice is consistency, meaning that there is a time that's blocked each and every week to discuss our life. And mainly, if, if anything, just to connect and to listen and hear, hey, how are you doing? How is it going? You might only get a check-in one of the meetings and you might not get to anything on your quote unquote agenda, but guess what? Maybe that's the most important thing. And that was all that needed to be accomplished that day. And as an achiever myself, I like to tick boxes off. And sometimes that doesn't happen and you've got to be okay with that. Um, so again, I just want to speak to the, in, in this moment, just the reality of it. Um, that sometimes it's going to be that way, that it's okay. But the encouragement is to put it in the schedule and just be consistent about that. Because if you could do that, I just see it's going to create so much more peace, so much more order uh, in the home. And again, that, that alignment and being on the same page um, is, is, and being united is just so important. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I'm going to tell you the directive is to do that. The encouragement is hearing you um, just describing what everyone experiences and feels, right? So um, I call this the needlepoint dynamic, right? So when you look at a needlepoint, you know, it's like look on one side of the needlepoint and there's this beautiful image that it's like, oh my gosh, look at the colors and it's amazing they did that with yarn or thread or whatever they use, whatever. And then you flip it over and it's a complete rat's nest on the other side of it, right? This is life, my friends. Like we have to just recognize like everybody's like that. So I hope you heard from me that it was like, it was a rat's nest of, of management going on at the house. It was wonderful and it was our rat's nest, right? But at the end of the day, just like, don't, don't, don't look at the outward facing, like the facade, right? So when you hear us say, it's about creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one, Remember, remarkable does not imply perfect, right? So it has nothing to do with perfection, right? So this is part of a remarkable life, right? Is making sure that you create the space and time to connect with your spouse, right? And that is 90% of it, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that yep. you cared enough to show somebody, you know, you are a priority, right? So how we choose to spend our limited resources of time, energy, focus, and money is the best way to, to communicate to somebody that, that they matter, that they are a priority. So just carving out that time, putting it on the calendar, it's just such, a, it's just such an expression of love and, and respect, right? So for your relationship and for that person. So that's 90% of it, half the battle. I should say showing up for that is like, now you're at 90%, right? You actually did it and followed through with it. And then the other 10% is how you execute that, you know, that coffee break itself. So 
you know, going walking through that whole thing is probably outside of the scope of this conversation. But um, you know, I'm I'm gonna be I'll, I'll share this coffee break uh, manual that I created um, only because we've got hundreds and hundreds of docs who are actually doing this now, and we had a framework that we followed and everybody's like, what do you do during And I would like make these copies and I would like take pictures of what I do, whatever. Finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put together a PDF. So I'll give you a link to the PDF. Dr. Pete, let's just drop that in the show notes down below. Um, if they want to get a copy of our coffee break uh, PDF. So it's actually, it's a journal <laughs> that you can download. I don't know how many pages this is, but this is pretty bitching. Um, it is a tool that you can use. Um, don't let it feel overwhelming. You can, you know, just start by actually scheduling a coffee break and having one and, you know, just talking it out over a cup of coffee and work your way into this manual or just say, you know what, I love that. I need a system to follow. I need a framework. I need guiding questions, right? So I don't get myself in trouble or it doesn't totally get derailed, right? So that's how I built this thing was to help you have more productive and more successful coffee breaks where you come together, right? And ultimately you both are clear on what is the objective of the coffee break, right? And just like we said in the same page meeting, it's not a ta it's not about being attached to being right. It's about being attached to doing the right thing. And instead of for a business, it's for your marriage, for your relationship, for your family, for your life. Uh, you come together, you get on the same page, you know, as a couple, as a family, uh, and just creating these collisions to keep us in dialogue, right? So we're, we have open streams of communication, that touch point, which is just so incredibly enriching uh, to a marriage, to any relationship, and really one of the key cornerstones of a remarkable life. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, Remarkable CEO Podcast. We are here in the studio myself with dr richard coming all the way from australia joining me today in the studio for this episode of the remarkable ceo podcast where i'm featuring one of our remarkable success partners who's helping you yes that's right you ceos be more successful in your business and guess what in your life remember it's about having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one so our success partners that we select help you achieve that goal, which is our goal working with you. So again, help me welcome to this podcast and this episode, Dr. Richard from Spinalogic. Doc, so good to have you and uh, looking forward to our interview here today. Hey, Dr. Pete, love to meet you. I'm really looking forward to this interview. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, we have heard some just great feedback from uh, the docs that we know who are working with you and your organization. So we felt like it would be really wise for us to have you on our show for, for a few reasons, Doc. So one is you're a chiropractor. Number two, you're a chiropractic business owner. Number three, you're yeah. actually a founder of another business in the chiropractic space, serving chiropractors. So you're like mm -hmm. a mega CEO. So, I mean, we're talking shop here today. Yeah. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. This is a CEO podcast. And we want to, I kind of want to take a, a, a peek behind the curtain and look under the hood. Sure. And let's, let's, let's talk about, so tell us a little about your story um, you know, becoming a chiropractor, becoming now, now opening, you know, starting another business that serves chiropractic. Um, yeah, just give us, I'd love for the listeners to have a, an insight who you are before sure. I start asking you some questions. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, when you do ask questions, ask anything you want. I'm happy to share anything. Um, I'm always okay. a big fan of sharing what my, my experience, my experience in business is like, uh, you can know all the things, but it's until you actually execute on, on them, it doesn't really make any difference. So I never have a problem with sharing stuff because, you know, 
I, I, if the more people implement the things that things that you share, then the, the better the world becomes. Totally you know, I agree. Off, I started I started off uh, as as a physicist. Um, I graduated physics from uh, university over here in, in Australia, and I was working with the with a peak research body over here, the CSIRO, working on a um, well, the, the Australia Telescope, a big radio telescope project. Um, but I didn't find it was it was it was fulfilling for. Uh, I, I was more interested. I found that it was really socially, really, really uh, limiting. I, I, I just couldn't. <laughs> it was it was such an extraordinary. Like it was like working with a whole bunch of Sheldons. And we would go out into the lunch break and we'd sit around in a big circle and everyone would just be sitting there eating their lunch with nothing to say to each other. And be like, "Oh, so is that, has that liquid has that liquid helium arrived? Oh, yeah, 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 it has. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cool." And I was like, "Man, I just I don't think I don't think this is going to work out for me." And so I went, I went traveling around the world and through a series of circumstances to discover chiropractic. And, um, and once, once I, once I uh, started practicing, of course, I had a back, strong background in physics and, and computer software. I've been programming them since I was a kid. And so I saw the enormous mismatch between the technology that was available for us chiropractors in the office compared to what was actually possible. And I, I was like, I can't be that hard. Maybe I should just, you know, write my own. But of course, Writing the software is like is only one part of it, and then running the business and and uh, and and the marketing and the support and all of that is, is a completely different level of the game. And I, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself in for at the beginning. So Spinalogic birthed because there was clearly a need, but it also birthed out of passion, which I always love. Businesses that start from, yeah. you know, we say like you know, the purpose of a business is to solve a problem for someone else, right? That's the objective, the purpose of a business. And then we always add on for a profit, right? So it's got to yeah. be making money. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we're going to do a lot of good. We're yeah. going to, we're going to, we're going to help a lot of people and we're going to do it for, it's going to be a profitable venture. So, so talk, so, so basically I'm hearing the Genesis story, which is you already had a background as a physicist. You're already a computer programmer since you were a, a kid. This is just your wheelhouse. You have passion, but it wasn't meeting the need that you had as a person to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do with my life. So you go through a series of circumstances, become a chiropractor, you get into our space in our industry and you're like, this is a, this is a blind spot. Like we are not, we're way behind exactly. the times here. So you're in practice a couple of years and then you're, you're seeing this. So you, this is what you said back in the early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there, you should really start working yep. on this project. Yep. When do you go to market? Would have been around. Would have been around two thousand at that point. Because at first I, I wasn't okay. really looking to solve other people's problems. I wasn't looking to start another business. I was just thinking, man, this software is lame. There's got to be there's there's got to be better software around. And so I just started uh, started writing my own. And we used our own used software that I'd sort of put together for for our own purposes. And so it, it only it only ran in our office for a couple of years. And then I had uh, I'd have people coming and visiting, going, "Oh man, this is awesome. I, how could I get how could I get this in my office?" And I was like, "Uh, well, you sort of can't." And after after a bit after that been having for I was like, see, no, I really should I really should do something about that. And then uh, you know, took the took the steps. And that was in 2003 when we did our when we did our first install outside of outside of our own office. But we'd been using our office for about three years at that time. Hmm. Okay, so here we are. So it's 2003. You launch, you get your first uh, your maybe your alpha test or beta test, since you were the alpha. Um, and you start rolling it out. So here we are, almost 20 years later. So here we're yeah. having this call. You're yeah. a, you're a success yeah. partner. You're working with lots of chiropractors. So tell, tell us a little bit about, so when I come to you as a, as a prospect, so I'm a chiropractor, I'm a business owner, I've got a practice. I come to you basically saying, Hey doc, you know, what do you, what you can help me solve my problems. 
what are, what are we solving right now? What are some of the main problems you're seeing these docs and docs today are facing mm -hmm. uh, that, that you immediately say, yep, we can help with this. We can help with that. What are some of the big kind of the highlights that we're solving right now? I reckon one of the biggest one, and it's, it's, it's probably the one that the least, least common people will least commonly come to us realizing that that's what their problem is. They don't realize that this is their issue, but it's the number one. And that is the inability to be able to be consistent in their processes. So when they got their, their, their systems they got running in, the, in their practice and they want them to be the same from, from one visit to the next, from one day to the next, from one week and one month to the next, they want them to be consistent. Most practices have a lot of trouble doing that. And the way they do that is by having lots and lots of training. If, if they're going to do it well, they have to do lots of training and retraining and retraining on the, on the same processes. And that was one of the things that I, that I really, I really want to address was how can we, how can we systematize, how we can take everything that's in our, in our training manual and take it from being in the manual to making it it's like a, a living process that we use every day. And uh, that was, that was, that was the biggest one. So automations, my philosophy is if there's some way that a computer can do something, it can do it better than a human can, then we should get the computer to do that. And then that leaves us humans available to do the things that, that we humans can only do and computers can't, can't touch. So things that things like automating appointments, automating payments, uh, automating patient patient flow onto the, onto the tables, uh, just seem like, to me like things that obviously we should take care of, and then we can spend our time on the the high touch, high emotional sort of uh, fields like actually adjusting or talking to the patients about their family or you know, talking about getting their, their children under care, those kinds of things. So as wow. much as possible, my, my my philosophy is if we can automate it, let's automate it. I love, I love what I loved your line. I don't know if this is a quote, but I, I, you said, if a computer can do it, uh, it should do it. And that's, I love that. Like, and then the things that the computer can't do that the human can do, then that's what they should be doing. So I love your approach to this. Just like anything in the office that like a computer could do that, then we should get a computer to do that. Right. I love that. Um, exactly. Exactly. And one of the, one of the big spin-off benefits that comes from that is that it, it, it makes, uh, it allows the amount of automation you can have in your office. You can still have staff in your office. A lot of practices reduce their staff. So we've had practices that have gone from having seven staff running to, to one staff, you know, one staff mm -hmm. member, like serious reductions in, in the amount of staff members that they use in their practice. Some practices like um, can operate with no CA and some of them can do no CA sometimes, um, but other times they have a CA. And so that, that works out really well if you have someone that's unable to be able to, to, to make it if they're sick or they've got something on that makes them unable, unable to attend, you know, they've got, they got a sick someone in their family they need, need to care for. Um, to not have that dependence is actually turns out to be a really big benefit because otherwise in a chiropractic office, you've always got to make sure that you, there's some kind of a way that you've got to back up with your CA. It's not real, yep. not really possible, for example, for a, for a practice to have just one CA. They have to have at least two CAs so that if one of them is sick, then they can call on the other one. Whereas once we've got right. things automated, it gets to the point where, okay, well, if we don't have a CA, we can, still, we can still do our basics. We can still see all our patients. We can still adjust everybody. Maybe we just can't do newies. And so we get a minor degradation of what we can do instead of like a complete loss of ability to be able to see patients altogether. And that, that's like, that's enormously powerful for, for a practice to, to reduce that kind of dependency. Yeah, I mean, we, we teach in our CEO program the concepts of scalability and durability. So basically what you're saying is, hey, a point of exposure is if one of your team members goes down, yeah. another one slides in. Well, what if you don't have another yeah. one? You're saying yeah. the computers, basically the computer never gets sick. They never need a sick yeah. day or a vacation day. They don't take yeah. holidays. They're always on. So- You've That's got it. a reliable team member. I love that. That's a powerful way to think about creating durability and scale. But, and we do talk about using technology as being one of the three ways that we teach in our CO program to do that. So on that same vein of thought and thinking, uh, talk about impact. So 
if I said to you specifically, because I know you're a chiropractor yeah. practicing and you're doing this, we think a lot about impact. Like how do I take a, make a bigger impact? We talk about making a bigger income, but not all at my yep. own expense. So talk about yep. impact. How, how are we helping more people through Spinal Logic? Well, one of the things you have to do when you manage the business is you have to care for, you, care for your employees. And the more employees you have to care for, then that's like, there's, a, there's an emotional responsibility. Um, there's an actual responsibility. Um, that, that comes with that. And, and the lesser, lesser that that you need to have, then obviously the better. And if you can have uh, somebody, if you have one person working full-time versus uh, two people working part-time, then you're definitely off, better off to have that one person work, working full-time because you only have one other person you need to worry about. It reduces the amount of, of, uh, of payroll considerations that you have and complexity that you have associated with that. But if you've got that durability from the fact that you've got the computers filling where the gaps are, then, then you don't have to worry about having that extra staff. It also means that the staff are spending less time on those sorts of, uh, those sorts of uh, technical processes. So they're not spending so much time on booking appointments. They're not spending so much time on, uh, on taking money. In fact, they spend pretty much no time on that at all. It allows, it allows you to have like a sort of a, uh, instead of having your CA sort of trapped behind the desk and, and, and dealing with things at the computer for the, for the patient, they can actually come out from behind the desk and they can be out amongst the patients. And so they can help people at the door and they can, if someone has any trouble, they can help them out with it. If they, someone needs, they can talk to people, they can play with the children and they can spend that time interacting with, the, with, with, uh, with, with your patients and building the practice so they can be, become much more uh, promotion focused in your office, building relationships. Love it. So good. This is exactly what we're talking about. I love it. And so if you're just kind of catching up, this is uh, Dr. Richard from Spinal Logic, and, and we're having an awesome conversation about creating durability and skill building in your practice through leveraging technology. Um, okay, third, another, another question I have for you. So we talk about, you know, as CEOs, we want to use leverage to buy back. So we use our money, okay, to mm. buy our time, energy, and focus. So if I want to get more time, energy, mm. focus for me, whether I want to spend mm. it on my family or myself or growing my business mm. or expanding, I'm going to use my money. I'm going to buy other people's time, energy, and focus to do that. You could also buy technology mm. to enable mm. you to buy that back. Mm. So we always think in terms of mm. there's an exchange of dollar for value. And so talk about that. I, lo I love this conversation. Yeah. when we think about ROI, so we've been teaching Doc, this concept of R-O-F-R-O-E, uh, which is the return of your energy, return of your focus, yeah. and R-O-T, return of your time, yeah. not yeah. just return of money. So all four of those are limited resources. So we have to, we all have to navigate that, like realistically, yeah. every yeah. day, and yeah. we're all managing yeah. those things. So talk about that in terms of how you're seeing doctors are getting time back, they're getting, they're increasing their energy, their focus, their, 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 their time because they're investing this kind of money and also they're generating more revenue. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the things, uh, the, the place where I first realized that software can be an extremely powerful educational tool is when I, uh, when I first started practicing and I knew nothing about bookkeeping or accounting. And obviously when you have your own practice, you, you know, you're thrown in the deep end and you have to learn about that. And so I just bought some good software and then I just followed the guidelines that that software gave me. That's basically all I did. And then it was like, oh, okay, I just followed those processes. Oh, that all makes sense. And it all came together in my head. And so that's what I realized that if, if we have software that takes, takes like a, the concept of best practices in, in chiropractic, for example, and provides guidelines and, and, and makes it simple for you to be able to implement those processes, then, it be, then you can just sort of uh, use that as a template on how to get things, how, how to get things up and started. 
Ultimately, though, you want to use as much of those automations as possible so that you can really leverage your time. And the automations is huge because once you've got the automations fully documented in your documented in your practice, and by automations I mean every single process in in, in your pro, in your practice, you can you can document and you can make it easy so that the, so that your staff follow those follow those steps, sort of like a supercharged checklist. Um, but ones that the that your team actually want to use, not ones that are on a piece of paper that they fight you about and, and don't want to use. It actually makes it e makes their life easier. But once you've got that fully fully documented, your entire practice is is uh, process is documented in that specification. You, you can copy it and you can take it to a new location and you can re reproduce it. We've got uh, we've got some we got some practice sites that are like opening up practice um, every month at the moment. Where they can just like completely take everything they've got in one practice and reproduce it in a new location, and everything's all up to speed in a month, and then able to move on to the next site. I just can't mm. believe the speed at which they're able to re reproduce and leverage their resources. It's incredible. So we're we're talking about leverage. We're talking about growing our business and making a bigger impact, making a bigger income, and we're doing that through technology and using automation and. Uh, we're speaking with Dr. Richard from Spinalogics. So, Doc, um, you know, last question I have for you here is: uh, How do how do the docs get in contact with you? What's the next step if they want to do a demo and they want to talk to someone? They want to see what what you guys are doing. What's the next step? Sure, I suppose the best the best best way is just go to our website, spinalogic.org, O-R-G, spinalogic.org, and um, you, you know you can you can place a query on there. We got our we got our sales team who are happy to look after you. Um, Jared is our, is our main man there and he's, he's awesome knows, knows the product very well he's very excited very passionate about chiropractic he's uh, been a mate of mine for like oh, 20 years and, uh, and as recent and, and so it brought himself into the business because he was really excited for, for the direction it was going in uh, we, got a, we got a great support team it makes it really easy to transition over because that's always one of the big obstacles with, with going to new software is uh, you, you're sort of used to all the systems that you're using with the old one and how do you bring it across and so we're, we're really good on making sure that we, we transition that over we got, we got a, great, a great team for, for on, onboarding, onboarding uh, new practices um, yeah, I'd say go there and um, if you ha have a little look. A lot of things are covered on that. If you've got any, got any, any queries, just like yeah, register through that website. Awesome. So you heard how to do it. It's spinalogic.org and, uh, and, and you can reach them that way. Dr. Richard, again, thank you for taking the time to join me on the Remarkable CEO podcast today. Greatly appreciate your conversation. Love your energy. Love your insights and all that you're doing to support this profession and, and use your passion and your talents to help doctors help more people and create more remarkable practices as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. Thank you again so much. And to all of you uh, who are amazing to listeners. Lovely, lovely to meet you. Lovely to talk to you. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to meeting you uh, hopefully in person one time uh, here oh, at, yeah. in the near future as we're opening yeah, the world sure. back up. And um, and then for all of you amazing listeners, thank you for being a part of this Remarkable CEO podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week on our next episode. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.